Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure to share this time with you, and today uh, we have some familiar faces, but you can't see them, so I'm going to tell you what faces are here. Uh, to my left is John Hayes. Hello, everybody. And to his left is Bobby Austin. How's it going? And to his left is... Roman Wally. That's <laughs> <laughs> me! You got it! Hey. Sneaky! And then to your left is me, Stephen. Um, so we're going to uh, kind of, last week we, we did a, a similar thing. We're going to take a moment just to reflect on uh, what has been taking place over the past year and what we're looking forward to as this new year approaches and um, and just to, to praise God for his faithfulness. And so... Um, so John, why don't we start with you as you reflect on this past year in kids ministry, what are some things that stand out that you're grateful for? Mm. And then we'll switch into what's coming for the next year. Yeah. Well, um, to start with this, uh, this past year, you know, we, we wrapped up the old Testament in the spring, then we got to start the new Testament this fall. Um, and it's just always so cool to see, um, these kids spend a year through the old Testament, kind of wading through the depths that are there, um, waiting for things to go well and being continually confronted with Israel's failure. Um, and then to start the new Testament and see God's kindness to stay faithful to his promises, to his people, uh, and just to get to celebrate who our King is. Um, and so that's always just such a, a highlight to get to, to walk through the story of the scripture with these kids and to see, um, them wrestle with it and rejoice, uh, at the coming of Jesus. And, um, so, I mean, just first off, that's always just such a cool, uh, thing to get to do. Honestly, every two years we get to run that cycle through, um, which is great. Uh, and then this past year, I mean, honestly, I think the biggest highlight looking back uh, was Kids Club. I mean, it was just mm. an absolute blast. Uh, we so had, fun. yeah, it was great. We had uh, over 100 kids come, about 120 kids. Uh, and we had almost 70 volunteers come out to help, which was, um, church is such a testament to your love for our kids and for um, our neighbors to come to Christ. And so mm-hmm. that was just such a, a cool opportunity to see the church come together and um, to train up the next generation of what it looks like to walk after the Lord. And um, so that that sticks out in my mind as the highlight from this past year. Um, it was just, yeah, such a great opportunity, so much fun, uh, so much life on our campus for those four days as we had 120 kids running around and being crazy, but also learning about who their God is. Um, so that was great. Uh, another, you know, fantastic opportunity this fall, we tried something new where we began to tackle some big doctrinal questions, uh, -hmm. on Wednesday nights. And so we spent five weeks going through what is the Trinity And so we talked about the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and how is God three in one, and then how do we interact now with the Trinity. And and it was really cool to get to to tackle some of these questions that honestly, probably all of us have really big questions and confusions on, and to get to walk with, you know, seven and eight-year-olds as they're beginning to see these questions crop up in the New Testament, right? When Mm -hmm. Jesus is baptized, he goes down, comes up, the Spirit descends, and the Father's voice says, this is my Son. So they're confronted with these truths as we go through the Bible and to get to slow down and and talk about, you know, what is the Trinity? It's just really, really cool to get to kind of provide this this training and to answer some of these big questions that, um, I mean, all of us really have about how how can God be three in one? And um, so that was, yeah, really cool. Just a man, it was a great year to see. Um, God's faithfulness to get to, to just spend a year saturated in scripture and talking about God's goodness and his character. So 
Yeah, 2021, fantastic year. That's awesome. Um, you know, all of us um, <clears throat> on staff, not maybe not all of us, but we, most of us have interns that are with us mm. that are um, that are following us in, in ministry, following us in our steps, and also helping do some tasks that that we can share with them for them to be able to help serve and lead in those ways. But you have uh, you have a resident, yeah, right, and so. Uh, we just share a little bit about about Pedro and kind of what yes. that's been like maybe over this year and just, just celebrate him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So my resident is Pedro Flores um, and he'll be getting married at this time next week uh, to his fiance, Liz Guerra. And so, uh, yeah, this year he's been able to come on as a resident. He'd done a couple years in, in our internship program while he was in college and um, he graduated in the spring of 2021. And so he's been able to step on and get some experience of what does ministry look like. Uh, he's currently a student at Midwestern um, Seminary. And so he's uh, just getting this practical experience of what does ministry look like alongside getting to take seminary courses and, and grow in a knowledge of who God is. Um, and so he's been just such a joy to work with, to see his, his hunger to teach and to grow um, and, and his knowledge of who God is to grow as well. Uh, so it's been just a really a cool thing to get to, to help facilitate, but also just to watch God grow um, a potential future minister. Mm. It's been great. That's awesome. And so uh, as you kind of think about things to come for this coming year as you're planning and, and thinking and praying, what are some of the things you're hopeful for? What are some of the things that maybe already have planned? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, one of our big hopes is, uh, is we're going to finish out the New Testament this coming semester. You know, the last time, 2019, we tried to do the, the New Testament, uh, 2020, COVID kind of disrupted all of that. And so we haven't really been able to walk through the end of the New Testament and then the book of Revelation with a lot of these kids. Um, and so this is going to be kind of our first chance to really go through and, you know, five-year cycle, the full... Old Testament to New Testament. Um, and so I'm excited for that. A little intimidated because, I mean, there's a lot of intimidating truths in there, um, but also so cool to get to finish up Revelation when God makes all things new and then to go right back into Genesis when God creates the world. Um, and so you get this like really quick turnaround uh, in August where we wrap up the New Testament and then we're going to restart the Old Testament. Um, so I'm excited, looking forward to that. As far as events, uh, two stand out in my mind. The first is we're going to have a father-son camping trip. This will be for dads and elementary students, elementary sons. Uh, and it's going to be the first weekend in April, April 1st and 2nd. We're going to go off for one night together. Uh, we're going to camp and sit around the campfire. And, and we want this to be a time for you to spend um, just quality time with your son, but also to get to intentionally speak uh, truth and identity into them. And so we're going to spend some time um, for you as a father to get to speak truth into the life of your son, um, which I think is going to be just so encouraging and enjoyable. And um, so that's going to be April 1st and 2nd. So mark your calendars for that. And then the, the second big event that we have coming up is Kids Club. Um, that'll be this year, June 13th through the 16th. And so mark your calendars. Um, it's going to be a great opportunity. We're going to go through the building blocks of the faith. And so we're going to tackle these big questions. Who is God? What is the Bible? Um, we're going to kind of spend a few days just uh, asking those questions and then seeing what scripture tells us about um, those answers. And so Really excited about those two opportunities. So mark your calendars, April 1st and 2nd, and June 13th through the 16th. That's awesome. Really exciting. Exciting stuff there. Um, grateful for 
your leadership, but also all of your leaders and your <clears throat> the yeah. folks that make those things happen. I mean, there's just incredible folks over there serving and loving our kids over there. So thanks for your leadership. Yeah, it's a joy. Bobby, how about you? What are some things over this past year in refuge ministry that's been a highlight for you? Um, yeah, it was really, uh, it was neat. 2021, it felt like last spring, it, we were able to kind of actually start developing some momentum. Uh, and it felt like uh, the prior year was a lot of, of planning and, and wishing and hoping and, and having to flex on things because of uh, whatever was happening um, with the pandemic. And as we got further into the spring, uh, it just seemed like more things were opened up. We were able to do more. Um, and so it was just, it was neat to kind of develop that momentum and then carry that into the summer. And we met throughout the summer, uh, weekly, we kind of shifted to Sunday nights just to try to accommodate more schedules. Um, and then would do some hangouts on Wednesdays for lunches, uh, and then ended up going to Colorado for camp. And it just, to be able to have just not this, not necessarily just the sustained momentum of meeting together, but just relationship. Uh, we have youth that are at almost every school in Nacogdoches County. And so for them to have, especially in the summer, those sustained relationships where they're getting to develop them at a time when they're away from school, then in the fall, whenever you go back, uh, there's just this feeling of that you're not the only one, even if you may be the only refuge student at your school. When you come back to refuge on Wednesday nights, it's kind of a, a regrouping, a refreshing around your people. And so because of just as 2021 developed, we were able to sustain the momentum. It seemed like we started the fall uh, with just so much more uh, gathering ourselves under us and able to start. And we had a ton of leaders return. And that's just always nice. It's nice to have those relationships already developed so that whenever you are doing things in the fall uh, and you're unpacking some of those things that are harder or more difficult, the relationship is already there. And so there's uh, trust is developed quicker. And it was neat too, because we did, we definitely graduated quite a few leaders last May. And just to see the Lord's faithfulness uh, and just Roman particularly being very intentional with a lot of our cross point students and new students to Grace from SFA, really kind of pushing them towards serving in different places. And I know Katie and John both got uh, a bunch of new volunteers as well. Uh, and Refuge was just the beneficiary of those students who are coming and not saying, I'm just going to sit at the back and then check out as soon as it's okay to leave, uh, which is what I did in college. And that's lame. But uh, it lets them take ownership of the church to be a part of the body to plug in and serve. And so we were just buoyed by these new volunteers coming in, just bringing this kind of freshness, uh, as well as just having the consistent uh, returning leaders that we had already. So the fall started out awesome. Uh, and it, we've just seen numbers of kids that, that have never come before, that are bringing friends, uh, just feeling a place and a part at, at refuge to say that's that's home and I want to be there week in and week out. 
And so on Wednesday nights, we unpacked Ephesians this fall. And it was really neat as we had a bunch of those new kids to unpack, okay, what is the gospel? And then at the second half of Ephesians to say, okay, well, now what? What do we do with the gospel? And just so many of our students are at a place where maybe they've heard that first part of what the gospel is, but not really the practical application of how should this change my every day? Uh, and so it was neat to to have that discussion led by leaders who the kids trusted. And so uh, Wednesday nights were just uh, really neat fun on a lot of different levels. And then on Sunday mornings, we were able to jump in with Jerry Baker uh, and a lot of the adults at church with the church history class on Sunday mornings at 1045. And that mm-hmm. was incredible. Uh, I think even just me personally getting to sit in there uh, and and hear those things and, and realize, man, I, I didn't know any of this stuff and that our students are getting to be able to learn these truths and the foundational things of what the church uh, history was like, good and bad. I think that's just going to benefit them the rest of their lives. Um, and so we were able to do some some more <clears throat> events in the fall and, and kind of start feeling a little bit more normal. Uh, and so it's just fun to get to do ministry with the limits off the the boundaries off and to say okay what what would be a really neat thing for these students what do these parents need uh, and to be able to do some equipping things and and to go um, where we can be taking advantage of you know fun times relationally but in the context of building up those foundational truths learning new things taking some practical things back to school so all in all 2021 uh, was fantastic, and I, I don't think it's just because 2021 was not. Uh, I think 2021 was great, uh, even on its own merit. Hmm. Man, that's awesome. What what things, um, as you're thinking about 2022, um, and, and kind of the, the hopes and, and things you have, the plans you have, what are the those things that you can share with us? Yeah, well, the, the first thing is going to start pretty quick this spring, uh, last year, we, well, really the last two years, we weren't able to do winter retreat um, because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And so to be able to introduce that normalcy, just a, a chance for them to kind of get away um, and just be quiet and and learn things in a group that might not happen whenever you're just so caught up in your schedule. Uh, and something we're doing differently this year is we're going to keep it in Nacogdoches we want to make it more accessible for students who have a ton of things going on. It's really hard to schedule things with junior high and high school students with schedules uh, that are just filled to the brim. And so doing it locally here allows for kids to come for uh, portions that they're available instead of saying, well, if I miss Friday night, I can't come at all. They can come for the parts that they're available for. Uh, And then it also allows us to uh, charge less. And so it's Financially, that's not going to get in the way of anybody coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll be here locally, um, partnering with a bunch of other churches and youth ministries in Nacogdoches. And that's February 4th and the 5th. It's a Friday night and a Saturday during the day. And then Sunday, we'll gather together um, just our Grace Bible Church refuge students. We'll go to church on Sunday morning uh, and really just kind of celebrate what the Lord's done that weekend. Uh, and then also, we are starting to plan camp for this summer. And last summer we went to Colorado 
Um, and it was fun. And I think Colorado, uh, nobody's ever going to complain about that. But <laughs> to get to be at a spot where we're going to try and do something that we did a couple of years ago when we went to Vermont, where we really want to take, okay, what do our kids need? What's the best thing for them? And then we build camp off of that instead of really releasing all of that to another group and another entity to plan. Mm. We get to make it specific to our students. And so um, we're on the front end of that. And it'll be some one of the last two weeks of June, uh, if you want to pencil those in. Uh, but we'll make sure that you know when that's happening and where we're going to be going and cost and all that good stuff. But uh, it's always fun to get to do camp and to uh, get the kids excited about those kind of things. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to a lot of things. Awesome. Brent, I almost called you the name I, I'm going to call you in anyway. Brenticus is what I call you. I don't know why. I don't know what it means. It doesn't mean anything except it's endearment. Oh, good. So, uh, how about you? You know, you're, you're, uh, you're leading the ship. You're helping us, uh, to, to be focused and ready. I'd love to hear, you know, kind of what you're, reflections are over the past mm. year and then of course want to hear what you're excited for in the year to come it's a great question and uh i'd say there's several different thoughts i have of course i'm grateful i'm grateful for grace bible <clears throat> i'm grateful for a spirit of unity mm-hmm. there's so many different guys uh you know other pastors i see them posting or i hear them talking about how hard leading is in 2021 and has been it's way worse than it was in 2020. There's a lot of people's perspectives where it felt like, well, if we can get through the pandemic, we'll be okay. And so it was like a lot of people, I think, had a sprint mentality. Mm. And then the pandemic, at least uh, at least a lot of other states, you know, is really uh, still constantly issues for division. And a lot of those kind of biting and devouring have happened in a lot of churches. A lot of churches have split over lots of different things, <laughs> you know, all of the different subcategories dealing with the pandemic. Uh, not only that, but you got 2020 election issues where a lot of issues of conflict in a lot of churches, just a lot of different tension points. Uh, and overall, truly, uh, Grace Bible has been extremely united, uh, gracious, <clears throat> focused in making disciples. Uh, you know, we talk word worship service family, keeping those bullseyes. And that's that's been a case. And so we've Certainly had challenges, you know, uh, but it's it's been really sweet. So in that way, just a gratefulness. I think a lot of that's the spiritual maturity of the church, mm-hmm. a, uh, a desire to continue to reach out. You know, I, I get made fun of a little bit around here for trying to stay up to date on statistics and numbers and what's <laughs> kind of happening in the life of nah. churches. Uh, but, uh, you know, I do think that's part of my responsibilities and... Yeah. And, you know, Lifeway had a study recently that, that said something like four or five percent of churches total uh, are, are back to their pre-pandemic numbers. And wow. it's not all about numbers, but we've had new families come. God has brought new families to Nacogdoches. Uh, and so we've been able to uh, integrate a lot of those people in the life of our church. And so often, so we have our, our new member workshops. And as an example, so many people, when they go through those workshops, are just like, yeah, this is, you know, we're just feel so embraced into the life of the church. They're invited. We're, there's people that are getting involved in small groups that have small groups. Some small groups have been meeting for like 10 years. They're new and there's a place for them and they're pursued by the people in the group. Mm. And in that way, it, I think there's a rare quality of the people uh, in this congregation, the culture in this congregation that makes it a really privilege to be able to to help lead and to serve. 
And, uh, and that's, that's something I'm real grateful for. I think of staff transitions. I think of, uh, I love Jenny Jones and she's still uh, on staff and in the sense that she still oversees our, our pre-K curriculum, our, our, our grace little kids curriculum and help them work through that, get all that set up. And that's just an unbelievable quality. And, uh, Y'all are smiling at me. I'm just making sure I said the right thing there. You did. Okay, you good. Did. Okay, you corrected right. it. That's good. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, I got it. I do. I, do. I heard. For those that didn't know, we went from calling our our little kids ministry from pre-K uh, to Grace Little Kids, and so anytime I mess that up, I, Katie's head usually pops in the back of my head with her voice. Her eyes just staring at me in my it head. Was, I was concerned so, for you that we. It were smiling, happened right there. So Katie, you're proud. It. You got to be proud of me. I'm getting close. Uh, but you know, Jenny's, uh, transition there, being able to, uh, uh, rebegin her nursing career, but still a part here, but to see how her and, and, uh, Katie and Kaylin Swartz and of course, Liz Guerra, uh, they've partnered together and formed a great team with our, with, uh, the little kids ministry. Uh, you know, I thought I could just go through every one of our, our staff members and how they've done and, and performed and, uh, tried to stay focused and, listen to their bodies and minds well enough to know when they need to rest a little bit and being honest in communication where that is being able to share where they think they're getting a little stuck at and look for help, uh, needing some encouragement, uh, needing some, uh, whatever that looks like, some equipping or, uh, or just being able to give me some, some encouragement as well. You know, it's been a privilege. I think of Kim Weir, I think of Zach Martin. These are two, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, they're staff members. They are staff members in our church. Uh, they're simply not, uh, you know, financially compensated for their work, but they are, they give so much energy, so much time, so much excellence. Our women's ministry, uh, I mean, just the depth that they work through, the organization that they have, the pursuit of women, the passion they have, uh, and it's, it, the quality is is elite. It's incredible. And it makes me so proud. And then uh, <clears throat> to see our, you know, our men's ministry as well. I mean, you got Zach, he's trained up, equipped men. Uh, he, he loves so much. I think of when I was called here and, uh, I remember I was here spring break of 18 and I remember going through the table with the elders and see him asking the question, what's your desire for ministry? What do you hope to happen to see in the light next coming years? And you see Zach Martin's face <laughs> and I, everybody can picture that beautiful face. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got some inti- intimidating nonverbals. He's a pretty big guy. And I didn't know him that well at that time, but to see that man start to tear up talking about men's ministry and his heart for the church and uh, uh, the leadership that he gives to that, to see our men's lunches that happen the first Tuesday of the month. Uh, we're going to be having a, our men's uh, retreat not too far from here on March 18th, 19th. Uh, I think we're going to have, I really think we're going to have over a hundred men at that. Uh, there's going to be college guys at that. They'll be all different ages. It's going to be an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. I think more recently, uh, the campus development team, we talked about that at our August members meeting. Uh, that team has been a blessing in that Grace has to think strategically about the future. We need to be wise with our campus. With the ministry tools of our facilities are ministry tools. We want to steward them well. Of course, we've had the update to our audiovisual. We've got the uh, kitchen that's coming along. So appreciate Cynthia Knowles and a lot of work that she's done there. But that team has been organized of uh, Jerry Alexander, Allison Thornton, Nancy Shirley, uh, Pastor Bobby, Jack Shirley, Ben Wright, and Sean Renault. That team has been excellent. And they have been trying to come and, 
and give a perspective of what are our needs, doing a SWOT analysis, strengths, weakness, all those things, opportunities, you know, uh, looking at where we're at, honestly, in our ministries, our staff has spoken into that. And that team has been able to help, I think, give us some proactive rather than reactive components uh, with how to take care of our campus well here. And so we're going to have a, uh, on January, uh, look it up here, make sure I say the date right. We'll talk more about this and the January 2nd service, but January 23rd at four o'clock, we're going to have a members meeting. And that's going to, part of that's going to be talking about part of what that, uh, uh, what that campus development team has, has come to and they're, and they're researching and meeting and they're going to, they're, they brought a recommendation to the elders and we're going to bring that to the church. Uh, nothing scary. So don't listen to this and be frightened, but it's trying to be proactive with, uh, the campus we have here and, uh, and trying to make the most of our, of our time that we have. So I think of those things like that, being proactive when so many churches are in don't drown mode Yeah, to see that the members of the body are, are truly focusing on, I want to be and make a disciple. I want to be involved with a group devoted to the word. I want to be, uh, prioritize gospel center worship in my life. I'm going to say no to some other things so I can be a part of Sunday mornings. Um, I think of serving in ministries. People are serving now more than ever. We want to see that continue to increase in the life of the church and being competent to share the gospel, be willing to be, be a part of missions locally and globally. Uh, and I think of making margin to share meals with each other, practice hospitality uh, with each other. I think that's happening now more than ever. And uh, that's that allows so many people being involved rather than our ministry leaders having to spend all their time trying to find people. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, it's an ability to say, how can I equip the people that we, the Lord's given us? And, and, uh, and that's not a hard process to have, but it's an exciting process. And that lets us have enough ground to be able to look forward. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what that campus development team is able to do. And, and now we're in a season where all of y'all are dreaming a little bit about the future. And mm-hmm. whether that's tweaking or it's putting things in the calendar, stuff you men have already shared about, uh, that's exciting. And uh, I just have so much to be thankful for in that way uh, to be a part of it. So yeah, lots of different things. I can also say I'm thankful that I have a nose that's working now. <laughs> uh, I had that sinus surgery uh, and it's uh, it's been incredible. So it's like I have uh, two mouths is what it feels like. And it doesn't mean I speak two times longer, I don't think. Maybe it does. But when I breathe through my nose, I had no idea. But uh, being a part of a church where I could share that with the elders to say, hey, you know, shout out to Dr. Kristen Hurst. She is my hero of heroes, indebted to her forever. <laughs> but uh, that she would help, by rec- help me recognize this issue that I've had, I had no idea. I've been able to sleep through the nights, uh, the last couple nights. I mean, so, mm-hmm. and then I share that with the elders with the thought of, hey, I could miss at least two weeks. And there, without without even missing a, a dot, it's your health matters. Don't worry. We've got a lot of godly men in this church and godly women too, but we're not worried about the pulpit. Don't you you take care of whatever you need to do health-wise. And that that's the first reaction of the, of the elders uh, to have been here for over three years and nothing but respect and love by the leaders of this church for one another, caring for each other. Uh, that just oozes through. Uh, and how and how everyone treats one another, y'all. It's a it's a blessing. Mm. So uh, I could keep going on for another forty five minutes here, but we're about twenty eight minutes in. <laughs> so uh, this Sunday, January second, uh, we're going to be getting back into our Exodus text. We'll be in Exodus chapter fifteen, verse one through twenty one, and we're going to be looking at this great song of rejoicing. They've now crossed the Red Sea, and Moses sings. His sister Miriam sings. And we're going to look at the components, three components that make up this song that they sing to the Lord. God didn't tell them, you sing me a song. 
they are so moved by what the Lord has done that they have no choice but to stop and to celebrate and appreciate the glory of who the Lord is and what the Lord has done in their life. I can't think of a better text to be able to start 2022 off with, guys. I'm, I'm excited to be into that. Well, certainly thankful for the Lord's faithfulness and thankful for the blessing of, of you know, all of us around this table being church members first. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're on equal playing ground with everyone else and need the body just like, I mean, you talking about that and how the body is ministered to us. I can, I could echo so many of those things. I know that we all could mm-hmm. on this staff of the support of the church, the loving care of this church uh, is incredible. So church, thank you for, for loving us. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and really just being so encouraging and supportive, um, all along the way. We're so thankful to, to serve the Lord alongside all of you. So we'll gather again this Sunday uh, to worship the Lord, to celebrate uh, his loving kindness toward us in Christ, and to give him all glory. So we'll see you then. See you then. Happy New Year! Woo!